The college football experience, Akron Zips 2023 team preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. I mean, look, I locked them up. We're going to talk all about it, but I was, you know, I did get off the hook on them, but you might be wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Yes, you are going to pay for it. Hopefully your book was kind to you because last season was a crazy season. And if you listen to pick Dundee, once again, we preview every single team every single year. 133 previews this year for each team in the land. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. Also, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And we do a locks episode each year. Uh, besides our, our win totals here. But look, last year, Joe Dunn, voice of the Akron Zips, he was on the show the year before as well. I might get him for a 2.0. We've been in contact, just haven't got all the right schedules yet. Joe always does a great job with the zips, and he, you know, he knows accurate football. So, look, I was all in on the Joe Moorhead hire. I still think it's a great hire, but a season ago, let's talk about this. Hopefully, your book was respectable because uh, the accurate zips, I hammered the over one and a half wins, right? And I, I gave it away as one of my locks. Now, luckily, if you listen to our, our locks episode, I did very good, but one of the ones that I would have lost would have been this. So sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes, you know, it depends on your book. Uh, so Akron beat St. Francis in game one, uh, a season ago in overtime in a game. They probably actually should have lost. Uh, but they won 30 to 23 in overtime miraculously pulled this out of their ass. And you know, we just needed one more win week two. Now remember it was Joe Moorhead's first year week two. They lose by 52 to Michigan state and Michigan state caught off the dogs. It could have been worse week three. They go to Neyland stadium, take on Tennessee. They lose by 57 could have been, could have been worse. 
then they, they kind of, uh, you know, hang in a tough game with Liberty. Uh, you know, they hit the road three straight weeks. That's brutal. As they took on the flame and libs in Lynchburg, they lose by nine to a quality Liberty team. And, and that's where I, I started to see the transition go along. Then they lose by three to Bowling Green at home and at uh, you know in in Akron, and then uh, they hit the road against the team that played for the MAC championship, the Ohio Bobcats, who probably would have won the MAC championship had uh, their starting quarterback uh, been healthy. So uh, they lost by twenty one there. That was bad. But then they were this game was brutal. I thought they were going to beat Central Michigan. It seemed like they were going to beat them. They lose by seven. Then they go to Kent State, lose by six in a game that they were in, and then uh, they actually got their ass whooped by the Miami Ohio uh, Redhawks. But then they had a bye week, and then they lose in a close one against Eastern Michigan. And then I'm sorry, the win total was two and a half, not one and a half. Then they beat Northern Illinois, forty four to twelve, and they had Saturday, November nineteenth canceled. That was a game against Buffalo. So when that game canceled because of snow, a snowstorm, uh the, the bet canceled for me. I know they ended up making up that game really late in the year on December 2nd in a game they should have won, but they fumbled away the lead when they were running out the clock, they lost 23, 22. So the two and a half, sorry, I said one and a half earlier. It was two and a half um, did not come true, but hopefully you're like me where your bet got voided when that snowstorm happened. Um, I believe I haven't heard any stories of people not being able to get their money back there, but please reach out. If so, I'd love to hear that story. So technically this would have been a loss, but man, uh, you want to talk about, I still think we are on the right side of this thing and I got my money back. I'm not disappointed. When you look at the close game factor, um, they lost how many games by single digits here? Uh, They lost what? One, two, three, four, five, six games by single digits now. And they, so they went one and six in games by single digits, one and five in, in games by one score or less. They had central Michigan beat. In my opinion, they had Buffalo beat in my opinion, and they let them off the hook. I think this is going to be an interesting thing to see this year is the development of this team and this program. Cause I think Joe Moorhead is a very good football coach. I think Akron struck gold when they were able to bring him in. And I saw they extended him. Good. Do it again. All right. Whatever you can do to keep him there. I know Miami was trying to hire him this past off season. So uh, I think, you know, this is something that you're going to hear uh, a lot of here. This is going to be a team that I really like heading into 2023. Let's just go right into it folks. But before we do that, I do want to get us paid. Uh, I want to tell you that the Akron zips, 2023 college football season preview episode is brought to you by edge boost. Yes. Edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card. Yeah. Edge uh, currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. You know, maybe you're betting on Akron. You didn't get your money back or you, but you know, you're on the right side of it. Well, now you could just, Hey, you don't have to dive into it. And you know, your girl's going to ask, what's this transaction? I thought you only bet this much. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right. Uh, and, and here's, what's great about it. I mean, besides the fact that you can get an extra $2,500 is edge boost. Isn't some sleazy loan shark with, you know, waiting to beat your ass. All right. They charge 0% interest. So you can work out little payment plans and boom, not a problem. 
Edge boost can also be a part of responsible gambling because you can plan as you set up your daily slash weekly slash monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use. Probably gambling call 1 800 gambler. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Akron zip season preview. Now I am kind of uh, bullish. Let's, let's talk about this offense. Let's just go right into it and talk about Joe Moorhead because year two is coming. Uh, well, actually let's key on, let's, let's talk transfer portal first, then we'll dive into it. Um, so John, John Zell Norrells, who was a running back they had, he's in the portal. He hasn't landed anywhere, but I'll be honest. I understand why he's in the portal and we'll get to that in a bit. I think he's gone. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. And you know, if I was him, I probably would too. They got killed on the offensive line. They lose uh, offensive tackle Max Bain to the Houston Cougars. Uh, offensive lineman Ryan Beckman to East Carolina. Uh, offensive tackle Owen Murphy to East Carolina. Offensive tackle Xavier Gray to the Liberty Flames. They also lost linebacker Jez Lord Botang. I believe he was at Michigan State prior to Akron. Now he's at Louisiana Tech with Sonny Cumbie and company. And then cornerback Charles. Uh, a Monkwa of two Rutgers. And those guys pretty much all substantial. Norrells is the one that I kind of say, and I think Norrells is a solid player, but I I think the they'll be fine at running back. Offensive line, a little bit of red flags with losing that many players, and then uh the two guys on defense I do think w- w- are uh, will be missed. So last year Akron was kind of transfer portal heroes. They brought in so much talent. We're going to see if it works out this year, this year, not as active, only brought in really three, three to four players from what I see right now, cornerback, Joey Hunter from the South Carolina Gamecocks. So bringing in some sec cornerback play Uh, quarterback, Taj Bullock from Virginia tech. And then the big one here is running back Lorenzo lingered. Look, uh, this guy was uh, previously at the university of Florida. And I believe Clemson or Miami prior to that. Now he was the Gatorade player of the year in the state of Florida. He had offers to Alabama, uh, Clemson, Georgia, um, go on and on and on. He could have gone anywhere in the country. Now things haven't worked out for him, but that is a huge fucking get for Akron for anybody in the Mac. If they were able to, to bring in talent like that. So getting him huge, Absolutely huge. Um, they got it, and you're gonna note notice that the talent level. And this is why I was bullish on taking them on the over a season ago. Bringing in guys like that, Mac players or Mac Maxson's not used to it. I understand they might have had their struggles at Florida, but doesn't matter. The guy, the guy's talented. Um, and let's talk about that because Reno Ferry, the offensive coordinator here, I think. Uh, I think he's got something working. DJ Irons is back at the quarterback position, and you know he's a dual threat quarterback. Ran for like uh, I think over 300 yards. Um, he was dinged up a little bit, but passed the hell out of the ball. 2,600 yards uh, a season ago. Now touchdown to interception ratio concerning. Ten touchdowns, seven interceptions. Got to get better there. But I, uh, you know, I thought as the season 
went along, he seemed to fit the, you know, fit in more and more and understand Joe Moorhead's offense. And I think that is half the battle. Um, they still have Jeff Undercuffler Jr. By the way, it, but it's Jeff Undercuffler that I know as what I think he was an Albany Great Dane. He was able to be uh, back um, as a senior here, and that gives them some depth. Under under undercuffler threw five touchdowns, five interceptions a season ago. But this is a guy with a number of starts in the FCS uh, with the Albany Great Danes, if memory serves me correct. I remember him from that COVID year when the FCS played in the spring. So getting those two back, giving themselves some real quarterback depth, some experienced quarterback depth, I think is absolutely huge for uh for for this team. And then you add in the fact that I think the running back position is going to be extremely interesting. Um, I touched on Lorenzo Lingard coming in that I think they're going to have a slew of running backs that will be able to be pretty damn good. Now you look at the numbers from a season ago, you say, well, 106 in scoring offense, 125th in rushing offense, 18th in passing offense, surprisingly 79th in total offense for uh, Reno Ferry, uh, for, Yeah. For Ferry and uh, Joe Moorhead in year one. Now, what can, what can become of this in year two? See, I think they're on their way to being a contender in the Mac. You go back and look, okay. They were able to put up some points, especially uh, I feel like as the season prolonged short of the Miami, Ohio game on Saturday, October 29th, you look at their other offensive outputs. 22 in the final game in December 2nd, they probably should have had more. Like I said, they really squandered some opportunities. But 44 in the Cobb against uh, Northern Illinois, 28 against Eastern Michigan, 27 against Kent State, uh, 34 against the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, really, everything above, you know, in in the 20s or higher ever since October, uh, minus the Miami Ohio game. I think that's only going to get better, and I think they really have something going good. I like, I love the backfield here, and they, they'll do a lot of option read stuff with with uh, with their QB play there, Irons. Uh, you know, assuming he's in, if undercuffler's in, they'll just probably use him as more of your traditional drop or drop back uh, passer. But the main thing here to me, Clyde Clyde Price is a running back that is uh, Kansas State transfer. He rushed for 309 yards last year, seven touchdowns. He is back. I remember him at K State two years ago. I thought the guy had something. Cam Wiley, who flashed, what game was it? The Eastern Michigan game, I think it was. I was really impressed. See, I've been watching all the games there for for Akron this past week, and Cam Wiley, I think, is a talent. I think you find ways to get him the ball. Um, four point six yards of rush. I know just four hundred eighty six yards a season ago, but five touchdowns, and I also uh, thought twenty two catches out of the backfield. I like the fact you got Price Wiley, and then you add in Lorenzo Lingard, who I who I touched about. Or who I touched on, uh, I think this backfield's got some some horses now. I think they'll be able to go. Then you go to the wide receiver spot, and yes, Shocky Jacques Luis, the uh, pit transfer, seventy four receptions. He's gone, gone, but only two touchdowns a season ago. Alex Adams, the LSU transfer, who had sixty three catches for eight hundred fifty five yards and nine touchdowns a season ago. He's back. 
And then I thought they got a great gift when Daniel George was able to come back with using the COVID eligibility, the Penn State transfer at wide receiver, 67 catches, 793 yards, two touchdowns a year ago. That is huge. You get bring those guys back. Then TJ Banks at the tight end spot, 21 catches a year ago. He is a West Virginia transfer uh, originally. Like I said, they were huge on transfers two years ago. I think you're going to start to see that pay off. And then tight end is, is an interesting one because you also have Caden Clark who we didn't see last year. This is a former five-star recruit that was at Alabama. He transferred from Alabama to Akron, the tight end position, the wide receiver, the wide receiver position and the running back position and even quarterback position. I find to be really deep. Now the question can be, or should be for the season, I think is if the offensive line will be there. Uh, like I said, they lost a slew of guys, two to East Carolina, one to Liberty, one to Houston, but they bring back right tackle, Nate Williams. They bring back center, uh, Tony Georges and Alex Robarge is one to watch at left guard. Those three can kind of give them a solid foundation, but still you'll wonder, uh, a, is that gonna, is that gonna add up at some point? You know, if injuries play out, you know, there's really only two guys that were the starters all year. Yes. Robar's got some starts. So it makes it, it makes it interesting. It makes it interesting. there. 79th in total offense a year ago. I do think they're going to be a lot better. I'm excited to watch them. I think this offense is going to be a lot better this year. Um, defensively, they got their work cut out for them. 117th in scoring defense a season ago, 81st in rush defense. Yes, 81st, 92nd in pass defense, 91st in overall defense for Tim Tibisar, the defensive coordinator who was in year one, I believe, a year ago. Uh, it's never great to have to break in an entirely new defensive line, but they got to do that. So the defensive side of the ball still has some question marks to me, but to Jones, a Tennessee state transfer with Eddie George and company is the one to watch on the defensive line. He had a big spring, but the linebacking core, I understand Botang's gone to a lot of tech, but they brought back somehow magically the Stetson Bennett play on here, Bubba Arslian, who is a beast. He's fun to watch got granted his seventh year of college football eligibility by the NCAA. He is back, which is like the heartbeat of the defense. That is a, just a great thing. If you're an Akron fan, you're saying, okay, I know we got to figure some things out on the defensive line, but we got our back there linebacking core. Uh, and Tavius fish uh, is another linebacker to watch. Um, but I would say the front seven defensively, a lot of question marks, but at least you got your, your top guy back at linebacker. Uh, if there was a strength on the defense, I do think it would be the defensive backfield. I think when you look at KJ Martin, uh, Nate Thompson, who was a Duke transfer, Tyson Durant, Darian Lewis. Uh, and then you add in the South Carolina transfer that I alluded to earlier at the corner spot. I know they, they, they lost a guy to, uh, to Rutgers. Yes, that's tough, but I kind of think, um, I kind of think this is a, a, a defense that the secondary should be the strong suit. That's all I'll say. They also have a camp threat, a former defensive back from Mississippi state who came in. Um, so they got some sec talent, but that's what I mean though, is that that shit's got to add up at some point you go through this whole roster 
And, you know, they got guys from all over uh, power schools and not just uh, not just, you know, one or two, they have depth, you know, whether it's uh and, and I didn't even mention Anthony Williams, another, another uh, Michigan state transfer at running back. They just have a slew of guys from, from power programs. So the defense though, I think is, is, uh, is their biggest question mark. I, it, I know the O line lost, took some hits, but I think the defense by far the biggest question mark, especially the front seven secondary, I think will be in somewhat decent shape. Um, but I am excited to see this team now. Special teams—they're breaking in a new kicker and new punter. Uh, so there's that. Always key, but you go through and look at this team. I just don't see how they're not bringing back two experienced quarterbacks. You look at the running back field loaded. You look at the the wide receiver, you know, uh, unit loaded. Tight ends, I think, loaded. O line, little bit of questions there. D line, absolute questions there. Linebacking core, well, okay. Uh, you know, and secondary, I think is solid. So I, I think this team is going to be vastly improved this year. And like I said, you you keep surrounding yourself with players that uh, you know were part of big time programs. How I feel like this whole roster is loaded with uh, with guys like that. Whether it, yeah, I mean, what what did I mention on this episode? Alabama transfers. LSU transfers, Mississippi, Mississippi state transfers, South Carolina transfers, Penn state transfers, Michigan state transfers, West Virginia transfers. And you know, these guys were recruited Florida transfers, um, Duke transfers. These guys were, were big, some big time recruits. Now I understand, you know, maybe they were bad recruits for those universities, perhaps, I don't know, or they just didn't fit in their coaches philosophies, but either way, I expect them to develop and be one of the, some of the more talented uh, rosters in, if not the most talented it in, in, you know, in the Mac, I know Toledo's loaded. I know Ohio should still be a contender, but I do think this, this program is, is completely heading in the right direction. We're going to talk about the win total. We're going to talk also in a little bit to college football campus tour, who goes to all 133 FBS college football teams, uh, stadiums to catch games throughout the season. Um, uh, but before I do that, I, I, I just want to touch base on, you know, another thing that we got going here uh, via the sports gambling podcast network. And that is underdog fantasy. Yes, we are brought to you by underdog fantasy. Look, underdog fantasy is here giving away $15 million in our prizes. I mean, in their best ball mania prizes, absolutely incredible. Plus plenty of uh, ways to win. And I love this angle, the player prop parlays. MLB, NHL, NBA, get on over there. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. Let's look at this schedule. Let's look, let's really look at this schedule. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. You'll see right here. Shout out to Cameron Kerr our graphics guy who put the wind total up and everything, this sweet graphic. Uh, you can watch all these episodes, subscribe. Um, but the wind total sitting at three and a half. Remember last year, two and a half. So Vegas is just thinking a eh, little bit of improvement, but nothing, nothing big time. I may disagree with them because this schedule, I see opportunity, especially the first two weeks, the temple owls are hosting the Akron zips in year or in week one, September 2nd at Lincoln at the link 
which is there's no home environment there. Philadelphia doesn't give a shit about Temple. So I will say this. EJ Warner, Kurt Warner's son, is the quarterback of the Temple Owls. I thought Stan Drayton actually had a better year than I thought he would. Uh, but the defense, the run defense specifically, what, 111th, I believe, in the nation a season ago. This game is interesting because I think it's anyone's game. Yes, it's at Temple. If I had to set a line, which I, d- I don't see one currently, by the way, I would say probably Temple minus three. I think this is going to be a game. I think it's a very winnable game for Akron. I think, you know, I think it's going to be a game. And I think we, we, I kind of think their talent levels are similar. So I think Akron goes into the link and pulls off the upset with Joe Moorhead. Then week two, they get the Morgan state bears of the FCS coming into Akron, Ohio. In in, uh, in what is it? In, Infocision Stadium, I think it is. Uh, I think they can go two and zero here. Now, yes, they could lose the Temple, and they'll be one and one. Either way, I say do not panic. Week three, they do play at Kentucky, the Wildcats, and obviously Stoops has got that program rolling. That will be a loss. I think they'll be two and one, and they have back to back away games here against Power Fives as they head to Bloomington to take on Indiana. I know it's bold for me to say this team's ready to beat a power five. I don't think, you know, that's really too much of an, I don't even know that I can make a case. Maybe, you know, maybe someone like Stanford, but Indiana would probably be top five to 10 on my list. Northwestern would probably be number one, but Indiana, like Tom Allen's in a pivotal year. I don't know that he's going to be able to hang on to that job. And I actually lean that he's probably canned at the end of the year. This could be a game that could get him fired. And I remember watching that. I think it was Western Kentucky. Now Western Kentucky was a very good football team last year and Akron should not just be compared with Western Kentucky right now. But my point is, is that Western Kentucky should have beaten Indiana last year. I believe they lost in overtime. If memory serves me correct, but yeah, Idaho, Idaho, the Vandals. Now they're a good FCS. Uh, they played the Hoosiers close. All I'm saying is this could be a close game, closer than what the give me the points with the Zips when that when they head to Bloomington. But let's put them at two and two. Then comes Saturday, September 30th, where they take on the Buffalo Bulls and Maurice Lindquist. There, uh, Buffalo made a bowl game. They, they let them off the hook last year. Akron was the better team, and I think this is a statement game statement game. I think they're, they get their third win here and let's say they lose that temple game. Then it's their second win. And the very next week they get Northern Illinois in Akron, Ohio. And I like them to win that game too. So best case scenario right now, I like four, four and two, right? Maybe three and three, but all you need is one more win then to cash the over. Uh, Saturday, uh, or Saturday, October 14th, they head to Kelly short stadium in Mount pleasant, Michigan to take on uh, the Central Michigan Chippewas and Jim McElwain. That I think is probably a loss. I will say that that is a loss. But then they take on the Bowling Green Falcons the very next week at the Doit in Bowling Green, Ohio. And I think this is a very winnable game. I think it's a very winnable game. Bowling Green lost a ton of production a, a year ago. Remember, this was a close game last year. And I think, if anything, I know it's on the road, but I, I think Akron probably has the better roster at this point. So I. I 
I think they could win that game. I think they could win that game, and that could put them at at win number five. You know, if everything goes right, if they lose that Temple game, then it's win number four, and you've cashed your over. Um, but then they get a bye week, and guess who uh, they play after that? They host Kent State. The Kent State lost everybody. Everybody, sh- they're like Colorado of the MAC. Their whole team is gone. This is a major rebuild that they have to do. So this is a win. I think uh, it's a Wednesday night action. We all love it, but this is a, I actually think this is going to be like a double digit win. I think they'll win by like 14 to 17. Give me this one all day. So I, look, I am high. I am bullish on the Akron zip. So that would be if the, the temple game, which is like I said, kind of the 50, 50 game here, but if they get that temple game, that would be to, I think their sixth win of the season and they could go bowling folks do, do not adjust your sets. All right. I, I really mean this the following week. They're at Miami, Ohio. And this is the hardest stretch for me. This three game stretch right here at Miami, Ohio. Oh, they, I thought this was going to be a for sure win when I saw uh, Gabbard hit the portal, but he comes back for Chuck Martin at Jaeger bomb stadium there. I think this is going to be a tough one. I think it's anyone's game, but I would favor Miami, Ohio, probably by a field goal. The very next week on a Tuesday night, they're uh, in Ypsilanti taking on Chris Creighton's Eastern Michigan squad. This is another one that I think is a one score game. It's on the road. So I guess I would favor EMU, but winnable games. And then the, the season finale on uh black Friday there against the Ohio Bobcats. Now, Ohio brings back Curtis Rourke, the, you know, brother Nathan Rourke, legendary quarterbacks from university of Ohio. And they had a monster year last year, but they lost a ton off that team. So I think it's a winnable game for, I really look at the schedule and the only games that I would say like heavy dogs would be Kentucky and Indiana. And I even, I wouldn't even be that shocked if they gave Indiana a game Uh, altogether. I love the over here. This is, this is one I will be locking up yet again. So give me the over on three and a half wins um, and lock it up because I, I think, I just think this team is more talented than a lot of these max teams. I really believe that. So uh, another year in the offense for their quarterbacks for, you know, for most of their offensive talent, the defense has question marks. Um, The road trips in conference, I think worst case scenario, they're one and three. And I think they'll be able to handle their home schedule is pretty nice. Uh, Buffalo, Northern, I mean, Northern Illinois was not a good team a year ago. Kent state lost the most production in the country other than Colorado. And then, uh, the Buffalo bulls who they were a play away from beating. They should have beat in Buffalo. And then the Ohio Bobcats who, okay, they play for the Mac championship, but they lost a ton of production as well. And uh, by that point on Friday, November 24th, they, they're going to be basically entering almost year three of Moorhead system. So I, I love where they get Ohio. If they were playing Ohio in say on say September 30th, I would be a lot more weary of them being able to win that game. But the fact they get them that late, love the spot for the zips. And I'm excited to watch them this year, hammer the over guys, hammer the over. And speaking of Akron, Ohio and Max and Infosition uh, stadium, let's talk about that. Uh, I have college football campus tour here. 
and uh, I recorded this interview and I'm excited to, to have him come on and talk about the Akron zips. So here he is. Here we are. I am joined by college football campus tour. Yes. You should follow him on Twitter. I like to call him by that name, even though his name is Michael Barker and we are talking about the Akron zips and Infocision stadium, which is one of the rather new stadiums. I feel like in the Mac, if I had to guess uh, Michael, I, I, I know you've been to every single stadium, all 133 FBS stadiums. Talk to me about info in field. So Infocision Stadium was, uh, like you said, it's, it's the newest stadium in the MAC, built in 2009. It replaced the iconic Rubber Bowl, which uh, is still standing in a dilapidated state, but it was a classic location uh, off campus, but next to the Soapbox Derby. Uh, a big upgrade as far as facilities and getting it on campus when Infocision opened in 2009. 30,000 capacity, and what's cool about the stadium is it's 27,000 seats, but there's a, a grassy hill behind one of the end zones below the scoreboard where up to 3,000 fans can fit. So um, huge step up quality-wise from Rubber Bowl, and they're looking to make you know a new legacy at a newer stadium. Yeah, Joe Moorhead turning down what I think was 400 grand. The Akron Zips, maybe you know he's breathing some life in there. I know they've had their challenges in the MAC, but uh, yeah, Infocision Stadium. I got to get out to a game there. That, that not only can you check out LeBron James's hometown, you can check out Maction football on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And and Michael, it seems like when those Tuesday Wednesday games hit in November in the MAC, you're at all of them. I feel like. Yeah, it's uh, November. You don't even go home. You know, you just stay out on the road and do the Tuesday, Wednesday matching games, the Thursday fun belt game, the ACC Friday game, and then don't fly home on Sunday. Just stay out and then hit it up the, the next Tuesday and start it all over again. So uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's I've been to more games at Infocision Stadium than I've been to at uh, Florida because there's 261 Division One football teams and if they, they all play on Saturday, well, you only can go to one game. But if you're the one or two only game on a weekday, like these matching games are, you're going to get repeats. So I've been to two games at Infocision, both midweek, uh, 2019 and 2021. The most memorable one for me was 2019, where uh, I like to take a certain photo at a stadium. I call it the shot of the day. And because it was so snowy, they wouldn't allow anybody up in the bleachers and I uh, kind of smooth talked the usher. He led me up there. I got my photo, uh, but it was very cold. There was probably about 150 people there, uh, but it was great action. And what do you want to do? Do you want to, you know, not watch football? Or you want to be there in person and battling the elements is part of action. Oh, and I love it. Photo of the game, folks. Uh, you gotta follow him on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour, and uh, he has these fantastic photos wherever, wh whatever stadium he goes to. And I, you know, sometimes he'll get creative with the seats. I highly recommend you give Michael a follow because you will not be disappointed. That's how you know I started my friendship with Michael. I was like, who the hell is this guy on social media who's going to all the games and posting these fantastic photos? So I appreciate you uh, hopping on the show, man, and. Uh, Infocision Stadium. I gotta get to it. I've been I've been to the great state of Ohio a few times. Never been to this stadium. I gotta get out there for some Tuesday, Wednesday night action. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'll make sure to bring the the winter jacket after from what you just told me right there. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Michael, and appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Talk a little uh, action uh, or action football. 
Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Colby. There we go, Michael Bark. Look, I gotta get myself out there. Look, I'm I'm bullish on this team. I was bullish on them last year. I'm becoming a big time Akron Zip football fan, and so should you. And I, what I was alluding to also in that in that interview was that Joe Moorhead was offered more money to be the offensive coordinator at Miami. He turned it down, which is essentially uh, turning down four hundred an extra four hundred thousand dollars a year because uh, you know I think he's committed to the Akron Zips in this program. That is why I'm super excited to see the development. Now we just need an auto bid from the Mac. Wouldn't that be great if we had a, an auto bid in the playoffs? I would love to see it and love to see us get to that point. I know we got the 12 team coming, but hopefully we can get to that point folks. Uh, that does it for our show here. Subscribe to the college football experience. We're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. And you're probably wondering who those two, those two are my co-hosts. They're just not available on this episode. Uh, well, like I said, we're probably going to have a 2.0 with Joe Dunn, the voice of the Akron zips, which we've had the past two years on the show. And uh, I'm really excited though. Like this is what's great when you cover all, you know, when you cover the whole sport, a lot of people just love, you know, the Alabama's, the Texas, the USC's man, get over there. Check out max and college football is the gift that keeps on giving FCS. We, you know, I'm, I host the FCS college football experience as well. So check that out as well, folks. Um, the Akron zips smash that over, lock it up. Dundee play. Let's go. We're going to cash. We're going to cash. You're going to be sitting there like this, like Lou Holtz. Well, well, I don't get a break, man. Please hop on over to iTunes. Give us a five star review if you can. I don't think that uh, that many other podcasts are covering Akron Zip football like we are. And uh, yeah, also subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm just really excited for the season. I'm very hopeful that they're going to be pretty damn good. Wouldn't even shock me. Let's let's hold on. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look before I get out of here. I want to look at the conference odds in the Mac to win the conference. Um, I think you might find some great value here. I think you might find some great value on the good old Akron zips. All right. Conference winners. Let's get down. Oh, that's not good. Not seeing the Mac out there yet, but hang on. Let me see. Cause I would be very, very curious to see where, where they would be. Uh, and I think you could probably get a nice juicy bet there. I, okay. There we go. Vegas inside it right now. So the Akron zips odds currently, currently uh, on FanDuel plus uh, man, you can get them at what you can get them at 50 to one right now. Not the craziest thing. Not the craziest thing. Get on over there, folks. Um, I don't think it would be that crazy. We'll see. Folks, subscribe to the college football experience. It's been an honor. Remember, all 133 teams were breaking down, and also we'll t- we'll talk. We'll, we'll be talking FCS all all, all off season, June, July, August. Like what other months are there? Uh, we got you covered. All right, the whole football season, FCS. FBS. It doesn't make a difference. The college experience is here. We got you covered until the next episode. This is the college football experience. Akron zip style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Run and shoot.